This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. With mixed market bet builders, in-play betting and a selection of welcome offers, make sure your Premier League is spent with BetVictor's premier betting app. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast Podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Evan, ahead of this weekend's massive game against Wolverhampton Wanderers at Turf Moor and a, a rejuvenated Turf Moor, Turf Moor where the feel-good factor feels like it's back. Um, obviously, we beat Southampton on Thursday and we didn't just beat them, we battered them. All right, they could have probably been one nil up within the first three or four minutes when uh, was it Romero had the header unmarked, probably should have scored. And he had another header later on in the half as well. But by the half time, we could have been winning 4-5-2, couldn't we? And the second half, we didn't have as many clear-cut chances as the first, but we are still playing very well. And of course, there was the offside goal. There was a couple of chances in there as well. Uh, Just not as many as the first half. So, um, yeah, I feel like the feel-good factor is back. And if you look at 
the way the players have acted on social media since Daesh's sacking and since the win, to me, that tells me a lot. And I'm, 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 I know sometimes, sometimes people accuse me of playing devil's advocate and stuff, but I think I think it tells me that the players weren't playing for Sean anymore. I'm going to be brutally honest. The fact that they put nothing on on social media and then which fueled these rumours of oh and maybe there's been a big incident until Alan Pace himself came out and said he did it for footballing reasons in the program notes. Um, of course, if there was an incident, I'm not saying Alan Pace will come out and say oh it's, it's because of an incident, uh, but to call it a footballing decision to me tells me that it that there was no incident. Um, and then the players since then, Dwight McNeil put on together uh, on his Instagram. He put the words together. Um, with, with a picture of him celebrating, uh, I think it was Connor's goal. Um, and then uh, a lot of the interviews, the post-match interviews, a lot of the players mentioned the word like shackles off and things like that and freedom. Um, so that that tells me a lot of, about about the way that Dyche's sort of like tenure has ended, I think. Obviously, taking nothing away from him, I never, ever will. Uh, what he achieved at the club's been fantastic. And we only owe him a lot of things. You know, uh, he's given us the best 10 years of probably most of our lives as Burnley fans. Who knows? It, it, we could we could progress from here. And, and and if we stay in the Premier League, I think we might do. But, you know, we've got to focus on the task in hand. But we've put ourselves in a very, very, very good position. The gap is now down to one point. We get a point against Wolves and we go above Everton, who play at 4.30, I think, on, um, on Sunday, the same day that we play. Um, so... It's all to play for, but we've been here before, haven't we? This is my worry. I, I have got carried away myself this week. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure you all have as well. By sort of like looking at how far we can get up the league table now, I've been looking at Leeds United fixtures and thinking, well, they can get dragged into it because they've got Palace away next. Then they've got three definite defeats when you look at the fixture list, and then they have two massive games towards the end of the season. I think they finish. Um, on the last day of the season at Brentford, who under Ericsson, under Ericsson, sorry, with Ericsson, look a completely different side. They're completely rejuvenated. He, he, he is brilliant um, and he just fits into their system perfectly. And I think he's the reason, I think I said it on one of the podcasts recently, I was worried that he would come in and sort of turn Brentford into a different side. And that's exactly what he's done. Um, he's scored goals, he's got assists, he's just made them tick. It, it, everything goes through Ericsson now for Brentford. So that's not going to be an easy game for Leeds on the final day. I can't remember who they play the second the last game of the season off the top of my head I think it's Watford at home I might be wrong um, but I seem to remember looking at it thinking ah, they'll probably win that one unfortunately um, so yeah I have been getting carried away but the point I'm trying to make is we've been here before remember that home game against Leicester if we'd won that game we'd have gone out of the relegation zone for the first time since like what September however long it is we've been in it um, and we didn't show up. It was another game where we didn't show up alright they had Madison and Vardy and you know they played very very well um, who then just you know, I think Vardy played that two games, didn't he? And then got injured again. Um, so yeah, it's we, we need to make sure it's not another false door because we've been here before. The after the Everton game, we're all thinking, right, kick on now against Norwich and beat Norwich. We didn't show up after the 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 sequence of games where we beat Brighton, then beat Tottenham, then drew with uh, Palace away. Difficult game, difficult ground to go to this season. We're all thinking, right, let's kick on. And then we just lost, like, what was it, four in a row? So we need to make sure that this isn't the case again. Uh, Mike Jackson needs to do what he's been doing. Uh, he himself has come out and said he's not really changed too much. He's just reminded them of who they are um, and whatever he's doing, it's worked. Uh, there's a bit of debate around him getting the job. I've seen somebody say, give him the job now. No. Uh, I've seen somebody say, give him the job until January and then reassess during the World Cup because obviously the, the World Cup starts in December, doesn't it? Again, that's just silly. For me, keep doing what you're doing. If if I'd give him the job till the end of the season just to give you, as a, as in the club, enough time to get a replacement for showing him, 
Um, it's doing well. So why would you bring a replacement in now? Say, for example, Wilder came in tomorrow. Obviously, it's not going to be Wilder now. He's come out and said it isn't, but he's using him as an example. Say if Wilder came in tomorrow after the match and we announced him on Monday, for example. Why would you do that, If especially if we win the game tomorrow? Uh, obviously, I'm recording this on Saturday, so when I say tomorrow, I'm referring to the Wolves game, obviously. Um, so why would you... Why would you then upset the Apple Corps by bringing a new manager in now when we've done so well with Jackson? I would, I, I would keep, ja I'd, I'd just keep Jackson there till the end of the season. I'd secure a new manager behind the scenes. Just don't, don't bother renouncing it. Don't bother bringing him in. Uh, obviously, if he's contracted to another club, you could do it a similar way to what Man United and Ten Hag have done, because um, he's still at Ajax until the end of the season. So he could do something like that. That's what I do because Jackson's done very well so far. We've looked very good in the two games that he's taken charge of. We should have won down at West Ham. If it wasn't for the missed penalty, we probably would have done. Um, and then we were fantastic against Southampton. All right, it's the Southampton side that's on the beach um, and with nothing to play for. But still, they've still got some good players in there. Um, they had a few chances that they probably should have scored from, um, whether it's poor attacking play by them or great defending and goalkeeper play by us. You know, it's, that's a different debate. I think it's a mixture of both, if I'm being honest with you. The Charlie Taylor block was superb, but... Was it Che Adams? It took far too long. Uh, and the one that dropped to Che Adams as well, around six yards out, and he just hits it straight at Pope. Yes, it's a good reaction save from Pope, but he's got to score that. It's taken too long. So I am a little bit concerned that we do still seem to be leaking chances. But at the end of the day, it was a clean sheet and it was a very impressive win. So we can only take confidence from that. My next concern is Wolves. They actually have something to play for. Uh, they can still get Europe. Um, and they have some very, very good players, although they do have a few injuries. Uh, now, I do have a, an interview coming up with a Wolves fan, uh, but bear in mind I recorded this interview on Thursday. Um, Wolves have since come out and said, I think Neves is injured, so I think I do chat to the Wolves fan. Uh, it's called Davies from Talking Wolves. I do chat with him uh, about Neves a little bit and how good he is. Uh, I'm going to leave it in because I don't want to edit it out, um, but I believe he is injured now. Um I saw something on on social media saying he is 90% certain to miss the game. So that's good for us, obviously. Uh, they've got a few injuries, um, but they are, they are a good players, um, regardless of, of, of who they bring in. They're a good side. They've got a very, very good manager, um, who I didn't think was that good at first. It says more about me uh, than anything else. But I remember when he came in, I remember thinking, I've never heard of this guy. I don't think he'll do too well. And then they lost the first three games. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, well, Wolves are going to be bad this season. But they've turned it around. So credit to Bruno Large and, and his team because they have been fantastic this season. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it uh, from me. I'm going to bring in Dave now. He's from Talking Wolves. And of course, we look ahead uh, to the game at Turf Moor, uh, Burnley versus Wolves. And just like that, joining us from Talking Wolves is Dave. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, all good, mate. So, obviously, quite a lot in the Burley world at the minute in terms of news. What are your thoughts on it all? Interesting, mate. I, I was I was very shocked about the Deutsch news, personally. Um, you know, it's. I, I think you're in a little bit of trouble, I'll be completely honest. But I don't think, you know, I don't think stuff like this it helps the situation, uh, I suppose. I think Wolves are in a pretty similar situation the last time we were in the Premier League with McCarthy. Yes, we were in the bottom three, uh, but I couldn't see anybody else that was going to get us out of that mess, really. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, and, and and who you bring in to replace him. But I remember we spoke a couple of weeks ago and you told me the, the wages and the numbers that he was on and I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, um, I mean, his payoff must have been mega, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously, it's one of them, isn't it? A lot of Burnley fans have been saying that. Obviously, you don't pay out the full contract. They'll come to yeah. some sort of agreement, but they might even end up in court. Who knows? I don't know what's going on behind the scenes and stuff. There's been a few people suggesting that maybe... 
something might have gone on that we're not being told. Mm. Um, but Alan Pace has come out and basically said that four wins all season is not enough, uh, not good enough. So it, it sounds to me like maybe now it was a footballing decision. So yeah, it's interesting though. Do you think we'd have been better off keeping him then? Because we were going down regardless, I feel. Yeah. I think so. And, you know, it would have been interesting. I don't know your point of view. You'll obviously know better than me. It would have been interesting to see if you went down, if you would have stayed, because I think you obviously yeah. would have given you a massive chance of getting straight back up into the Premier League. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, it could have easily been something behind the scenes. Um, and then it's just up to you guys now in terms of bringing in a manager who is capable of, uh, you know, bringing you back up. I know. I've seen Wilder mentioned quite often. I don't know who the favourite is right now, but I think, you know, that's a pretty solid option. Um, but I think Dyche would have done the job, uh, but I'm intrigued to see what his next move is now. You know, yes, he's done okay in the Premier League, but, you know, no disrespect to him and Burnley. They've always been sort of that down by that, you know, you had a, a good season when you got into Europe. You've always sort of been in and around the bottom half of the table. And I know you haven't had the money there, but I'll be intrigued to see if a Premier League team is going to take the punt on him or if he's going to have to almost rebuild himself from a, a top-end championship side. Yeah, it'll be interesting where his next job is. I think he, I think he deserves a Premier League game, mm -hmm. a Premier League job. I, I do think he deserves that. Um, whether or not someone will take a punt on him, like you say, it's a different sort of thing. Yeah, we finished seventh one season. I think we finished tenth two seasons as well. But majority, we have been down there. But I don't necessarily think that's his fault. Um, yeah. He's played a part of it in certain seasons, being stubborn. Uh, this season, the perfect example. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think West Brom have been sort of like linked. I, I think you can do better, no disrespect to West Brom. I know you don't particularly like West Brom, but I think <laughs> you can do better than West Brom. Um, but there'll be another team going for promotion in the Championship next season, so that might suit what he wants to do. Um, we'll see. There's been a few rumours about Everton as well, but Lampard in there sure, now. Yeah. I, I can't really see that happening, to be honest. But um, it's interesting. I think you'll... Uh, Obviously, you're uh, an outsider looking in. For, for me, like it's it's his, it, the way he does things that I think he might struggle with. Like, is you're not allowed to wear ripped jeans, you know? Uh, Maxwell Corner was apparently banned from driving into his into training in his Lamborghini. Um, you know, he just doesn't like flashy sort of. You're not allowed to wear headphones on the coach. You know, your shirt's got to be tucked in. All that bollocks. Could you imagine John Dyche telling Rich Arlison, "You're not allowed to wear, wear ripped jeans, mate, and take the headphones off"? It ain't gonna work, is it? So it's. It's too old school. I've heard, I've listened yeah. to podcasts before and of managers saying that to players. You know, they get a lot of money. They're going to want to spend their money on Lamborghinis or Range Rovers or whatever. I've heard stories before when players have rocked up to training grounds and managers have taken keys off them and stuff. And for me, that's just going to wind players up more. And and of course. you know, so yeah, I think it's an old school way. But you're right. You know, at times it works when managers are stubborn, but there are a lot of uh, instances where it backfires on them. Yeah, I can't see him being able to do that pretty much anywhere else. Uh, maybe maybe in lower half championship team uh, if if he did want to go there, but I think any anywhere else, uh, I, I just can't see it working. Um, let's talk about Wolves versus Burnley then, just for full transparency for listeners and viewers. We are recording this on Thursday before the Southampton game, so fingers crossed we've got a win there. But you're not playing this midweek, are you? No, we didn't play last weekend either, so we were meant to be playing City. Uh, obviously, they were in the cup, and uh, yeah. we've pretty much we had well teams had games in hand on us, so we've not played. So this is going to be our first game in a couple of weeks, over two weeks actually. Um, yeah, so, so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, really. It's one of them. Like we were in that position when games kept getting called off for COVID, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're going to be so fresh," but we just were. We were just rusty. Mm. But I think we've just we've just looked rusty all season. I think we're just crap. If I'm going to be honest with you, I just think that, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Um, so it could work one or two ways. If we get a win. 
tonight against Southampton. I obviously won't speak about this too much because it's going to be out of date by the time I put this out. We can go into the Wolves game bouncing and probably in a better mm-hmm. position, even though we've only played three or four days earlier. Because you know you take that momentum into that game, fingers crossed. Um, but talk to me about your season then, because I was talking to a Wolves fan at work yesterday, and um, I said to him, I "said Oh, you're going to be on the beach," and he kind of agreed. And then I checked the league table and I look, and you're eighth. So you can still get in the is it the Conference League, probably even the Europa League, depending on in fact not the Europa. In fact, yeah, if you finish seventh, yeah, you can still get in the Europa yeah, League yeah, this yeah. season, won't you? Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's going to be tight. I mean, we've we've had ourselves sort of, you know, we started the the year really, really well. Um, you know, pretty much unbeaten, I think, in Feb, and then we had a, a little bit of a wobble. We, you know, dropped points against Arsenal twice, West Ham, um, and then we so all season. We, you know, we've gone on a really decent run, and then we play the teams like like Froggy was like yourselves. You know, earlier in the season, we were on a decent run then, and obviously we got a nil nil draw against you guys, one one draw against Norwich. So that those teams that you know that towards the bottom of the table. Um, where we've sort of been our banana skins at times this this season, but we've we've been good. We put ourselves in a position. I think if other results went against us last weekend, i.e. Arsenal, if they had beaten, I think they lost to Southampton. Now if they won that game, if West Ham had beaten yourselves, you know they would have been uh, had a bit of breathing space on us. But now, all of a sudden, when the sort of games, you know, our games played are very close to each other, we're still in a position that we can maybe get European football. So. I would agree. Probably the last couple of games, it's looked like we have been on the beach. But I think now, if Bruno Large can give the players a nudge and say, actually, let's look at the table now, we've got a fighting chance of getting into European football again, then I, f- I think we've got to be up for it. You know, we've got you guys, we've got Norwich still to play, we've got Brighton still to play. Um, those three games, for me, are winnable games, but then we also have to play City, Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah. So um, there's tough games in there, but if we can beat those teams that are below us in the league, we've got every chance. Yeah, so I think I, I agree. It's, it, you're definitely not. You might have been playing in some games that you maybe are on the beach, but you know it's not like we're playing Southampton tonight, who are thirteenth and nothing to play for, safe, can't get yeah. Europe. So it's not that sort of game. You can, you can still get Europa League provided West Ham. Well, so West Ham, they're going to put all their eggs in the the Europa League cup that they're in, and obviously they're in the semi final. So you might be able to catch them with some good results. So. Yeah, a little bit worried after seeing that. But let's talk about your form because it has been a little bit hit and miss recently. All right, you haven't played for a couple of weeks, like you say, but the last time that you got beat against Newcastle, a resurgent Newcastle, to be fair. Um, before that, you beat an out-of-form Villa who have been poor in the last, sort of like, what, three months ever since? Yeah, Gerard, yeah, Gerard had that bounce, didn't he? And they've been poor since then. Been very um, poor, but yeah. then you got beat against Leeds. I remember that. I was fuming. Fuming. That was when <laughs> Leeds were catchable. That was when they're not anymore. That's when Leeds are catchable. Uh, but the week before, obviously, you beat Everton. Um, so you're looking at your last four games, you're probably a little bit hit and miss, aren't you? I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it's just inconsistencies. It's frustrating, really. You know, we've had, a, like I said earlier, some really nice you know, runs of form. And then, obviously, after the Leeds game, we we lost Jimenez due to suspension. Uh, we reacted quite well against Villa. But then our most recent game against, obviously, Newcastle, like you said, away from home, Friday night, just looks like the players weren't up for it. We were we were yeah. very, very poor. Just lacked anything going forward. It was that really deep, really disappointing performance. And if you were a neutral watching that game, you would have probably turned it off by half-time. It was, it was a poor game of football. And in the end, it was just a mistake from us that gave them a penalty and they scored the winning goal. So... That was frustrating. Um, but like you say, you know, Newcastle on really good form right now. So, you know, you know, fair play to them. But these are the type of games though that we've got to be, you know, this weekend that we've got to be getting points from if we want to be taken seriously between now and the end of the season. No, yeah, definitely. It's one of that. I think if we are going to get something against you, we need to turn it into one of them games. Turf more, mm. you know. 
crowd on your back, that sort of thing, and, and make it so you're not up for it. But um, I think it's fair to say that Wolves, you know, you've got some good players, the obvious ones, Jimenez, Neves, you know, all fantastic players. Is there anyone else that sort of like come through this season that we might not know too much about that we need to keep an eye out for? Yeah, I think obviously the, the ones you mentioned there, Neves, unfortunately, I think will be injured for this game. But Jimenez is back from suspension. I suspect he'll start. Uh, Pedence has looked quite lively this year. Again, that's hit and miss whether he'll be available. He was injured for the Newcastle game. I think a lot of us were hoping that he was going to be back for this match, but um, I believe there was an open training session there uh, yesterday at Molyneux and he wasn't there. Uh, so I'll wait to hear off, obviously, Bruno Large to see what he says about that one. But um, defensively, we've been sound, to be fair. Max Kilman has been really strong. He's coming uh, to the team this season. He's a player that we've had for a couple of years. Nuno didn't really use him, but Bruno Large has given him a chance and he's been fantastic. Um, and obviously the goalkeeper, Jose Sarr, has been a phenomenal piece of business. Yeah. Really, really solid shot stopper and had a really strong season so far. Yeah, fair enough. Talk to me about Bruno Largen, because when he came in, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know much about him at all. But he's come in and done very, very well, I think it's fair to say, in your first season. I remember, I think, you did you start the season off with a couple of defeats or, or something like that? Because I remember, yeah, I remember thinking, hey, Wolves might be in trouble here because there's an inexperienced Premier League manager um, come in. So they might not do well, but they you've turned it around really, really well. So... How yeah. different is it to Nuno? Well, in terms of actual formation and stuff, he's kept it very similar to how Nuno played. I think that was probably mainly due to the personnel. You know, Nuno yeah. had almost built his squad around how he plays with this five at the back system and so on. And Bruno Lodge has come in he, he, and he wasn't given a huge amount of money, to be honest. So I think he's thought, right, I need to adapt the way I manage and let's try this, this system for at least a season. And he's done really well. Like you said, we lost our first three games, actually, without scoring a goal. But it was it was strange because we dominated every single game. Um, they were against Leicester, Spurs and Manchester United. So we took a lot of positives mm. out of those games and we sort of turned it around. Uh, we'd beat Watford uh, to get our first one in the season and we'd just gone from there, really. But he, he seems to be uh, a little bit more attacking, a little bit more positive than Nuno, gets on uh, much better with the press, very much more open about things that are going on in, in the club. Um, I think he's almost inexperienced at a top flight level sh has shown at times. I think in mm. terms of timings of substitutions, uh, personnel chosen, I think just little things like that. But he's a very, very clever coach uh, and head coach. And it'll be interesting to see. I'm just hoping that the board back him this summer, because I think if we swaps formation next season and brings in the players that is going to suit the way he wants to play, it could be really, really interesting next year at Wolves. Yeah, well, we'll look out for that then, definitely, depending on what league we're in. Uh, I might watch more Wolves <laughs> games than, than maybe that I would have done. Um, but talk to me about that. your opinions on sort of like Burnley's season then, because, of course, experiencing it, it's been a slog, you know, looking like we're going to go down, manager's gone, you know, the best manager in our lifetime. Some people, even I, I'm one of them, will say the best manager ever, obviously, the Harry Potts who won the league in the 60s and things like that. But, you know, it's recency bias and I never got to sort of like see him, so I'm always yeah. going to say Daesh. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on Burnley's season so far? It, it's, it's been a strange one because, you know, even sort of January, February, when you guys were down there, I think just probably 90% of football fans just thought, well, you know, Burnley, they're going to get themselves out of this mess. We just, we, everyone just thought, thought that was going to mm. happen. And I thought, you know, obviously losing Chris Wood, you brought a big horse there new. I was, I was interested to see, you know, he had a, it wasn't too bad in Germany and, you know, he's done okay, got you a couple of goals. Um, but, it, yeah, it's difficult. If I'm, if I'm completely honest now, looking at it, I think the current bottom three are the three that are going to go down. I think Bernie, it, it would take an absolute miracle for them to, to get themselves out of this mess. 
Um, and I, I think there was a lot of people that were intrigued and, and interested to see Everton get sucked into it and possibly see Everton go down. And I think where the teams like Leeds, like Everton, have just grinded out these narrow results. Yeah. Burnley are only picking up the draws or losing out narrowly. You know, so Burnley, you know, are, are coming close, but these other teams are grinding out the three points where you guys are only getting the one. Um, so, you know, they've sort of got away from you now. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing. And obviously, with Deutsch going as well, I think next season for you guys, a big rebuild. It'll be interesting to see how the board react to it as well, because I think it's been no secret that you guys probably needed to invest a little bit more, maybe, or back the manager a little bit more. Uh, so yeah. maybe next season might be the wake-up call that the club need. Yeah, I think if we do go down, I think we'll need to with the way that the club's been bought. I think it's going to be a case that we have to spend to, to get back up before the parachute payments run out. But that's a that's a different debate. But I know what you're saying. We've had we have, we have had good results even last time out against West Ham. It's a good result getting a draw yeah. down at West Ham, drawing at your place. You know, we drew at Southampton. You know, we drew at Arsenal, Chelsea. So we have had good results. Beat Tottenham at home, but it's just been too few and far between. And then most of the time we'll play. Brentford away, for example, Newcastle away, Leeds away. They just don't show up. Norwich away, they just don't show up. They were pathetic against Norwich away. They really, really were. Mm. So there's been too much of that this season. Uh, definitely, there's been too much of that this season. Um, looking towards the game then, what sort of game are you expecting at the turf on Sunday? I think it's going to be tricky for Wolves. Like I said earlier, you know, we haven't played for two weeks. So I don't know which Wolves are going to turn up. Uh, we might get a Wolves that are going to be, like like we said, like fresh, fit, ready to play. We've had no international break. You know, they're going to, you know, they're going to come into it and hopefully try and attack you guys a, a, a little bit. Um, in away games, we tend to let the home side have the ball a little bit more, especially in the opening stages. And we sort of grow into the game towards the end of the first half. But mm -hmm. um, we've been a little bit goal shy. You know, since the since the turn of the year, we've been a little bit better. But, you know, you look at our goal score throughout the whole season, we've been a little bit disappointing. So, yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see how we play against Newcastle. There was no out ball. It was just centre-back trying to hoof it up to Fabio Silva, who was against Dan Byrne, and that was never going to work. So, I don't think Wolves will try that again against Burnley. They're probably going to try and want to play a little bit more football. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a little bit more of a positive performance and hopefully a little bit better. Uh, for us Wolves fans to watch. Yeah, well, hopefully it is, you know, a, a good game. But just looking at, you mentioned then that you've not scored many goals. Just looking here on the league table, you've scored 33. So I was thinking, oh, that is quite low. But I looked at Burnley, it's even less. Obviously, you probably would expect it will be less on 26. The second lowest scorers in the league, only Norwich have scored less. So can't see there being many goals at the turf uh, on, on Sunday. I think if someone's going to win, it's going to be 1-0 or something like that. Mm -hmm. What's your predictions for the game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a close game. Like you said, looking at the table, Burnley have only actually lost one more game than Wolves. Um, it's just the the yeah, draws for you guys, draws, like you said earlier. Um, yeah. yeah, letting you down. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to back a Wolves win, uh, but I'm going to go with two one, two one Wolves. Interesting. I think it's dependent on on tonight, Southampton. But I'm yeah. going to go. I'm going to go one one. I think one one or nil nil. I think we'll. Two good sides, uh, sorry, not two good sides, two sides that don't score many goals, one good side, one one very poor side. <laughs> uh, but two sides that don't score many goals, two decent defences, I think, though, to be fair, two decent defences. Um, but you've got the quality. I think, was it last season or the season before when it was, I think it was him and Ezra, the ball just came to it, it was behind him, oh, it was just that sensational goal. volley past Pops. You can yeah. do that, we can't. So if it is a tight game, you'll be more likely to win it. Um, 
But yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for a draw. I think if we beat Southampton tonight, we can get some confidence. We can get some fans back and some belief back, and then who knows? Get on your back and stuff like that, and then hopefully get a win. Fingers crossed, though, uh, for Burnley. But yeah, we'll wrap it up here. But can you just remind everyone where they can watch your stuff, watch your content? Yeah, yeah. So we've got podcast match reviews, match reactions on uh, Talking Walls. We're on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so yeah, come check us out. Either before the game, we'll do a preview, or after the game. So if Burnley get a win, you could come and rub it in our faces on <laughs> Talking Walls. <laughs> yeah, we tend to do post full time shows as well. To be fair, so you could always come on, come on hours as well. I've never actually got an opposition on it, opposition fan on before. So that'll be an interesting development if Burnley win. I don't think I'd do yeah. it if uh, if Wolves had won. Uh, but thanks for coming on, um, and My I'll speak to you, fingers crossed, next season. If not, we'll opt for an FA Cup draw. Yeah, I hope so, mate. All the best. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.